an ultra for uh not an ultrasound but like a uh like one of those scan things a proctology and, exam yeah something like that maybe not quite a proctology exam um but the doctor was like fyi did you know that dogs cannot operate a uh, scanning machine, but okay. cats can. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Why does a duck have feathers? Uh, something about its butt. Cover its butt quack. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, back to another thrilling and highly sophisticated episode of another GD podcast. Once again, I'm here with Adam Morris, who just shot his first ever Southeast Regional Qualifier match and didn't do half bad. Half. 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 Um, it was a day. It was It was a day of many laughs and many... Cries. Many cries and like gosh dang it's and shucky mm. darns. But in the end, um, good match. Um, we drove out here yesterday. You guys heard us talking about driving out here to Gunline. Um, stayed with my friend Josh Spear. Shout out to Josh. Um, Thanks, Josh. He is also one of our sponsors that we're going to put on our jersey. Uh, yep. Josh is Josh Spear's kid's bed yep. um, as our sponsor. I have to say, I slept like a princess last night. You did sleep like I slept like a crane, <laughs> but Adam over here slept like a princess. It was the Princess Disney sheets. And we might as well say shout out to Josh's kids for giving up their um, their beds. Their bed. Yeah, yeah, they were really nice. Only drove mom crazy a little bit. It was great. Yeah. Um, got up this morning, got some uh, some terrible coffee, and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rolled out, got some snacky poos at the range, and then uh, rolled out to the range, got out there, zeroed. Um, everything went right with the world on uh, zero and speed and everything like that. And then did the safety brief. Um, I ended up being squad mom, and with the the amazing help of Adam, helped um, run some shooters and some stages and I some think, iPod, I uh, iPads and stuff. We get too much further. I think the audience needs to hear you say snacky poo again before we get any further. Um, I have a snacky poo on my left <laughs> and my right. I have the sandwich that we just bought, and I still have that. Uh, what did I buy? I bought a a, a, a Texas sized honey bun uh, this morning, and now it's all nice and warm from sitting in the car. But yes, oh. I'm fully stocked up on snacky poos. There we go. Um, yeah, so we got out to the range zero, did all that stuff, did a safety brief, um, got broken down. There was a nine-stage match mm -hmm. uh, instead of a ten-stage match. We got done at a good time, too. Um, nine stages, 88 rounds on the day. Um, lunch, amazing. Oh Greg was out gosh. there, like, prepping chicken at, like, 6.30, 6.45 to go in the smoker. And we had chicken thighs and chicken wings and potato salad and uh, banana pudding and all the fixins and um, that is some of the best chicken I've ever had in my life. And if Greg ever listens to this podcast, I would um, count you as a sponsor if you give me that marinade recipe for the chicken. That was good. It literally came out of a jar. I saw that. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was delicious. 
Um, it looked like a homemade jar, though. It no, it was it was bought in the store. Oh, hundred okay. percent. Okay. I opened one of them for it. Um, <coughs> yeah, just that. I don't know how long they cooked it, but it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, super good. So great food, great uh, great community. Um, we also rallied together for a good cause. Um, it was a nine stage match because normally it's a ten round ra- ten round ten stage match. And you bring in about 100 rounds. Well, they had a side shoot at the end of the match. And the proceeds were going towards one of their local shooters. Um, That shooter, unfortunately, suffered a um, horrific loss in their family Uh, this past week. They lost their 11-year-old daughter. So all the money that was raised from the side shoot um, is going to go towards... um, the family and the father has already said that they're going to use it as a scholarship fund for another student in um, his daughter's school. So um, myself and Adam both laid down and did our best to shoot those targets. Uh, they were really, really small. And yeah. Like, yeah, they were. They, they were tiny. And um, I got super excited on the first three. And then not and then so the, much on the last two. Yeah, and then the, well, the last one because it was hit to move on. Yeah, it was hit to move on. So it was like 395, 400, 500, 696, and then 800 yards. And they were all right at about an MOA or smaller. Um, so it was very difficult to hit these targets. Um, but it was fun. So we started off this morning. Um shoot if you've ever shot a gun line before it was shooting the the uh the one stage that's not on concrete so right there in the middle right next to the clubhouse shooting the the heads that are in the the head silhouettes that are in the cars um we did a little different normally we've shot it out of the bed of a truck we've shot it off of jersey barriers this time we shot it off 55 gallon drums um good stage i struck oil you struck oil. You got a 10. I got a 9. I dropped one in the van. Um, don't know how. Um, but that's that was basically my story all day long. Drop one, drop two. Drop one, drop two. Um, but, no, that was good. Went over, shot the, uh, the, TY, or the TYL racks off of the, the tire. That was pretty good. There was another one where you had a um, circle, diamond, diamond. Uh, at different distances, um, three different positions, um, one round each near to far, the rocks. Uh, we went back to stage one, shot the rocks. Um, we did the long range stage, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, ninety six. We did um, shooting off a roof. We shot movers. All in all, it was a really good stage. It didn't feel like we shot nine stages and we're like short changed by anything because yeah. there was definitely some easier stages. And then there was some like PRS two day, like AG cup qualifier stages. Um, there was some tough stuff mm-hmm. built into this match. Um, it was a regional qualifier. So it, it put a hurting on some people and some people were able to walk away and, uh, and do good things. A MPA team shooter Ended up taking first. Um, I can't remember his last name. And then Jeff Geary took second. 
And then my other buddy who's Joey, I can't remember his last name either, he took third. Um, uh, another MPA shooter took top production. Uh, Keith, he's shooting one of the new uh, $3,000 MSRP production rifles from MPA. I just want to say I love you, Keith, yet also I hate you because I really needed 100 points on this qualifier. So there's that. And then, yeah, just a really good time. Um, I ended up with a 68 on the day. Um, 68 out of 88, so dropped 20. Um, so not bad, not great. Definitely wish I would have had a couple shots back. Um, yeah, but all in all, pretty good. But what I really want to talk to uh, or talk about is Adam's performance on the day. And oh, no, I was really enjoying listening about your performance, though. So I know like, you were, but we're going to talk about you because you you're the really? new shooter. Are you sure you want to talk about me? Like, I do. That? Because you had... I was 13 shots below you on that. I just did the math. Oh, you did the math? 13 I did the because I was at 55. You just shot 68, so... Well, actually, I shot a 69, but I was scored at a 68. Oh... So I'm just going to throw that into the pot and just stir it up a little bit. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I don't know either. <clears throat> um, that's why you're supposed to verify your score before you walk off yep. or have somebody sign it. And I was just yeah. like, yeah, sign it. And In know. the person's defense who was helping you, RO, refresh that, like you did mention this was his first regional qualifier. But is it your first time working an iPad? Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Um, no, so, I mean, it's all good. I if, uh, it, it was my fault, if people. Keith, if Keith wasn't there, I would have still won. The one point wouldn't have made a difference. Um, but Keith was there, so I didn't win production. So it, it, it doesn't matter in the long run. But how... Um, how'd your day start? How'd your first couple stages? Like, how did it go? Like, going later in the day, like we were trying to stay hydrated. You had, I think, you had some snacks. Um, Actually, I didn't snack at all. Okay, uh, you didn't snack. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought I saw you chewing on something. No, no. I Maybe it's just your fingernails so and I anticipation. I started off great. Um, my first stage, I cleaned that first stage. It was the only stage I cleaned. Um, I, honestly, I think it probably was one of the easier stages, though. Yeah. To be fair, that was. Um, so like, I think my head going in the game, uh, I had the jitters a little bit. Uh, don't think it was the coffee this time. I think it was just kind of the first round jitters. So still got to work on that. But, um, I was able to pull through the jitters, still make the shots, got to the stage two. And, um, I'm going to say half mental error, half, um, reading my impact wrong. Okay. So, uh, mental error going in. Uh, truth be told. What, w what was the mental error? The mental error was I got up there, was getting ready, and didn't really, like I paid close attention to wind, but I didn't pay close enough attention to wind in my binos. Okay. I should have looked. I should have had a solid game plan going in. Um, the RO made a, you know, 
Well, uh, uh, not our, necessarily the f a fellow shooter said something on wind, and without verifying it and looking through it myself, which he was right. right. His wind call was right, but um, I guess I'm a visual learner. I'm a visual person. We've already established so, that you're a tactile learner. Yeah. So or, Excuse me, kinesthetic learner. Kinesthetic, yeah. That's, that's better. We're going to have to get that right. Um, but when I see it in my binos, I see the direction of the, of the mirage, so I know I need to adjust the opposite way. And um, I try to adjust based off verbal communication, just listening. And, right. and I, uh, I dialed a tent the wrong way, which still led to an impact for my first shot. My, my, and, and so my mental, I'm not going to say it was, it's bad to dial when uh, some people like it, some people don't. Um, it depends on me and the mood I'm in that day, I guess. But um, I, I licked my wounds and didn't dial wind anymore that day. I'll say that. But uh, <laughs> but there wasn't enough wind to really dial, and I think that's why. Like wind was it was it was marginal. At yeah, best. and there was too many stages where I held straight up. Yep. That I just and then you walk it out, and you need to adjust going out. So. You know, I just left it for my first shot and adjusted it accordingly. But the second major error was my visual error. Um, when I had my first impact, I was reading a um, a left impact. So watching the target the way it, it way it swings, um, it was a right impact. But I read it as a left impact. I misread the swing of the target. Okay. And so I'm like, all right. And you got a KYL here. So if I got a left hit target and I'm going to a smaller target, I need to try to bring that to center as best as I can. Correct. So I go to my next target and I aim right edge and I miss. I'm like, what on earth? So I'm like, okay, let's give it some more right. Here we go. <laughs> and I finally get an impact after the third one on the far target. Like on the, on, in, in the ROs, like wrong target. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm missing right. I'm not missing left. So, um, you know, that stage resulted in a three versus, you know, potentially a six to eight. Yeah. Uh, just from misreading that target. Um, and, and, and even though I misdialed wind, like, my wind adjustment in my scope was small enough to where I still had that initial first impact. So I could have easily recovered from that mental error. But when you misread the target, you misread the target. And yeah. uh, that just kind of that, that messed me up good. So was that your worst stage of the day? Um, it was. Okay. So it, it was. was the worst Well, thing. those two back to back, because I think I got three on both of them. Those oh. were my two worst. The next one. Um, yeah, because it was the worst stage from for mine i kind of want to just dive into that and i because i had a mental error here too because the guy came off the stage right before me and then he's like i needed more bipod and normally when i run my skypod my skypod single leg long not the prs version i have the long um generally i run it one leg kicked all the way out, which is generally my right leg, and then my left leg is one notch in um, to center. So I needed 
both legs to be in the center or one to be on the high side and one to be in the center. I needed more elevation because um, I cleaned the front rack. So I got one, two, three, four, five straight up, no issues. And then I went to the far plate, far plate rack at like 690. And I couldn't, my bipod was too low. Couldn't get my bag underneath my bipod. So I was like, screw it. And I tried to send my first round and it missed high, high right. Um, so I had to re-engage cause it's hit to move on. And I kind of like moved some stuff around, got a little higher on the, on the tire, was able to get my bag underneath of it and broke a shot and I hit the target. And I went to go to the second one and I had timed out cause I had spent too much time fiddle farting with my, uh, my elevation cause I couldn't get high enough. So lesson lesson learned like you can it sucks to have to adjust your bipod but if you're a little bit high at first you can always kind of it's easier to come down than it is to go up when you're 100 percent when you're in that modified prone position because you can only go down so much i will say though like i think the reason on that stage i didn't or the, the only reason i didn't pay attention to wind is because I was so focused on what I was going to do with my bipod. Because the it's one of the big tractor tires or one of the big, uh, you know, the dump trailer tires. Yeah, it's, a, give it's, everybody. A, it's, a, it's like three feet tall yeah. on its side. It's a big and, tire. You know, you're going to have, it's definitely something where the cant on your, uh, your bipod is just dreamy. And yeah. I watched a couple of the shooters go. And they would adjust one leg longer than the other. And that works on one side. Yep. And if you're shooting on one side, great. But then you swap to the other side. And it no longer works. And you're works. poop out of luck. Yep. So. He said poop. I said poop. Yeah, I did. So. Um, yeah, so you were more concerned about your bipod. Right. And bipod so position. I put you. all my faith in my can't, which paid off. Like, that part worked. I just didn't, I didn't have enough legs out. Yeah. I, that would have worked fine, and the next time I run a stage like that, it will work out great. I just need to—I know 100%. percent lesson learned there. Well, you lesson know? learned if you'd write it down and remember it. Oh, no, I'll remember that one. Okay. I'll remember that one. Just saying. So yeah. you said the next one was also a low-scoring stage Yes, for you? the next one also was a low-scoring low stage. Um, and, and I try to look back and not— put my errors on my equipment but I was stable my first and second shot or my first and third shot were impacts right the one impact I couldn't have and probably what ate up so much time because I I, I timed out it. yeah this so let, let me describe the stage for you so mag and bolt back at the line you walk up you take a modified prone on uh, position on the table you're going to engage a circle target at like 300 yards. Then you're going to move to a triangle at 450-ish maybe. And then you're going to engage a upside-down triangle at, I think, 600. Yeah. Something like that. You're going to go one round each near to far. Hit or miss or hit to move on? I can't remember. Uh, it's, it's hit or miss, move on. And then you move to railroad tie, the top of a railroad tie, anywhere on the railroad tie, repeat, and then you're going to move back to the table and repeat again. Right. So and it's just near to far, one round each, three different positions, or three positions, 
90 seconds ago. And that's probably the one stage between that and your five positions. That was the one stage that you really had to hoof it. Yeah. Like you it, were moving. You, you were moving. It was a fast moving stage. And that second target had fresh grass. I'm not going to say fresh grass, but it had clean grass on the backside. Yeah. It was, that, it was tall grass that it kind of died. So it was brown. Yeah. And then. And that target just camoed in majestically yeah camoed in it was grayed out there wasn't any white on it um it was kind of hugging the left side of the berm no and paint no gray. dirt marks there was gray we were only there was the... no dirt it was just yeah. that grass like it was a difficult target to see because um, i think we were the third group on it yeah so it had been shot up pretty good it was a, i mean it was a small target it was only like the a target five. was shot up pretty good yeah. but the berm wasn't yeah, and yeah, that's exactly. what made it tough. Yeah, and my scope just it it did there wasn't enough contrast. Yeah, to, to pick it up to pick it up. I think it's your eyes. And it, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I am. I've got astigmatism, and uh, my eyes suck. So I'm not gonna lie. You're probably right because I've shot that same thing with that strike eagle, and not had. I mean, I've had tough times. Sp- spotting targets with a strike eagle don't get me wrong but i think i think that might be some of it too um but yeah you struggled you struggled for like 30 seconds on that target before you sent it and you were just off the right no i shot the wrong target oh that's right i shot the wrong target the second time you shot it you oh no, i got it. the impact on that one i think there no, was a lot of targets today i might be thinking of the wrong one yeah so shot, target one, good, target two, miss, target three. three I got good. the impact, and then and I then think I moved. hit the first one again. Okay. Maybe that's what it was. And then so. you timed out? Yeah. How'd you like the rocks? Um, I like the rocks. My rock choice was okay. With one exception, like I got my bad knee over here. Um, I flinched pretty good when I got in that second position. Yeah, I saw you go down on that one. Yeah, and um, like I, I had to, I had, I probably lost about five to eight seconds just getting in position on that second rock, which kind of, you know, anytime, anytime you're on that clock and something happens that requires extra time, your anxiety level goes up. Um, yep. And so, like, my knee, I kind of, had to gently put it in that kneeling position because it barked at me a little bit. Um, then I got it in, and I think that's when my misses came because my anxiety level went up and I started pushing some shots. And I think I dropped three total on that stage. Yeah. I think I got a seven. So. Um, well, that was a nine-round stage. Uh, okay, so I dropped two. But either way, I was still happy with that. I, yeah. I was happy dropping two. And that was a tough stage. Those were tiny Ipsix. Yeah. So this was um, the stage one. It was the rocks. It was three different positions on the rocks. But first position was the near set of Ipsic targets, large to small, hit to move on. After your third round, you move to the second position, the far ones, um, large to small, hit to move on. Third position back to the near set. Uh, large to small, but I mean those, those small targets. Those were, small targets were tiny. Yes, um, they were like quarter ipsics or something like that. They were extremely small. Um, 
I ended up dropping, I think I dropped two on that stage as well, um, both on the small target. So, yeah, I saw you go down and, and kind of kind of hurt, kind of favor that knee a little bit after that. Yeah. Um, and it was really just because I was up against the step. There was like a little step up right yeah, there. Yeah, the railroad so tie. That's, that's why I was saying my rock choice. I probably could have done a different rock choice. You could have gone the one more higher than that yeah. one and yeah. then done the standing rock. Yeah. I was just trying to get low and stable was my game plan. I will say, though, um, on those stages, I, I found myself quite stable. I was happy with my stability. Okay. Um, some of them I may have rushed some shots, maybe pulled some shots. When I had good stability, just, just maybe rushed and pulled them. But, okay. Um Oh, that was pretty good. And then I think I think out of all my other misses, you know, probably pushing shots was one, and then second was was wind reading. Um, I'm not going to say today was tricky because there wasn't that much wind, but I think still in that center lane it was switching. Yeah, yeah, it was it was switching left to right. Um, got a little bit of a headwind there, but it wasn't it wasn't unmanageable. Um. So, did the long range stage? Nothing, nothing too crazy there. Went to the five positions. That was two targets. If you hit the big one, move to the small one. If you miss it, reengage. Five positions out of eight possible choices. Um, you did pretty good on that one. Um, we ended up shooting. We shot off of a roof. Yep. Um. That's at, probably another one of my mental errors right at there. Some small, at some smaller targets. It, yeah, it was the KYL racks. Um, mm -hmm. uh, shooting off that roof at those KYL racks, four and 500 yards. Um, yeah, you – I don't know if that was a phys, uh, mental error. I think that was a um, – Like a positional error. Positional error. error. Yeah. I don't think it was a mental. Yeah, I just got too far up on the roof with my body. And so I was really hunched and crouched down, getting in the reticle, and so back and back off just a little bit. It's just taking five seconds. Yeah. Um, because you know, as as you're pulling, if you're crunched up too much, you're pushing down on that gun, and so you're you're pulling that shot, or jerking that shot up. And yeah. So. You know, if you're just, putting too much weight on the back of the gun, yeah. it's going to push that barrel yeah, up. Getting a little more of a natural position behind the rifle probably would have been a lot better option there. Yeah. I know um, for me, like, so the gun had to be supported by the prop, but the shooter did not have to be on the prop. Yeah. So I decided to stand off to the side because I'm a taller guy. I got a little jealous of that, too. Um. That was a good idea. I, and I sucked my gut in. Well, it would have been cooler if I hit my all my freaking targets. Um, went through and uh, bagged the front, and then I tried to use a fat-ass bag in the back. But, like, I didn't jam the bag far enough underneath the gun. Like, it wasn't staying there. I was trying to pinch, but it wasn't really supported. So it was kind of just, like, bag on a gun and try and pull the trigger. But, like... I was influenced the influencing the gun like because I didn't really have a whole lot of shoulder in it because I'm standing off the side of the mm -hmm. of the prop. Um, so yeah, I, w I would want that one back. 
yeah. um, to try and fix that mistake. I'd want the tire one back. Yeah, if back. I'm going to take a take a stage back, I'm going to take tire one back. Um, and then Mulligan. The mover. <laughs> yeah, no mulligans here, brother. Um, <laughs> the mover. So you were concerned with the mover because, like, you you haven't been able – ooh, some CH-47s. Um, you haven't been able to really work with the mover function in your Kestrel. Well, or you're not super familiar with it, because honestly, you don't shoot a lot of ke- you don't shoot a lot of movers. No, I don't. In fact, this was actually the first mover of the year. Alabama's mover was down, and um, colored me surprised. I haven't shot a mover since October, and October is probably only one of like three that I've shot. I prob- that's probably I can count on one hand. That's probably the fifth time I've ever shot a mover. Yeah. Period. And so I'm still getting behind. If I can just grasp the concept, the logics, logistics behind it, I think I'll be good. And, and I think I think it helped. This this helped. It's just you need a little repetition sometimes. Okay. It goes back to the whole kinesthetic thing. So what was your lead to center on a 3.2 mile an hour mover? I started at one and a half. Okay. Got the misses and moved to a one and a quarter. Okay. And that's, that's when I started getting the hits. What did your Kestrel say? Um, so, and that's where, and Greg kind of helped me out on this. Thanks, Greg. Shout out to you if you're listening. Um, my Kestrel said 1.8 to 1.9. And then Greg was like, that is to the center. So that is you holding and hitting to the center. Okay. And the idea here is, and, and maybe I got this wrong. I did sorry but you take the width of the target so if i've got like a six or like a a three mil target right i'm gonna cut that in half so 1.5 1.5 and you subtract that from the number in your kestrel okay did i get that right i have no idea i have no idea either i've never heard of that i hope i did maybe so hey maybe you just but you just maybe take, you just unlocked the next level i don't i yeah, don't know so and so, Greg, you know what? If I completely got that wrong, <laughs> I'm sorry. But the idea here is... Here's a disclaimer, everybody. Don't take what we say on this podcast as gospel. There, we're covered. Yeah, here we go. So, the idea is, is if that number in the Kestrel is going to the direct center of your, of your target, you want to shoot off the edge. That way, because you can get that clear, crisp line right. coming across your, uh, your reticle. So you take out just half, the half of the width of that target from that calculation so that you can shoot based off the edge of the target. Okay. So. Fair enough. I think. I have no idea. Yeah. Movers are still a mystery to me, and I shoot them sometimes. you got a nine on that stage, so. Well, Well, I also got a nine because Greg was like, heck yeah. Like, as he walked by, and I thought I was done, and then I, like, went to run the bolt again, and I was like, oh, there's still a round in there. And I was like, did I load 11? And then... I thought you loaded 11. I thought... I, I was about ready to call clean on it. I normally do run 11 in, in the gun, just as an extra backup. That's why I asked you to count your brass. So oh, we did. Check. So... And then you tried to be a jerk and throw that one extra one down. <laughs> I was being funny. <laughs> yes, he was being funny. So, um, 
no, like, I realized I still had one uh, one round to fire, so I was like, crap, let me get back on the gun. And uh, instead of breaking it at 1.5, I broke it at, like, 1.1, So, yeah, I saw it go right behind the target, and I was like, gosh dang it. And you're like, was that 11, 10 or 11? And I was like, I'm not going to count my own brass. Like, um, somebody else can tell you. Yeah. Because you were calling it, like, 10 impacts, and I was like, I don't know. And then the other guy had all my brass in his hand, and he counted it up. He's like, no, that was 10. I was like, okay, then I got a 9 on the stage. Yeah. So. so you got to listen to the RO. Yeah, I really wish I would have, <laughs> like, blocked that, everything out. It was the last stage of the day. We are all yeah. having fun. We were. Um, I didn't think I was performing well enough to beat uh, Clay on the day. Um, so, uh, turns out he hadn't picked up a gun since October and I beat him by a few points. So that was good. But Keith, uh, was there and beat the brakes off of all of us production shooters. So I did have another production shooter in my squad. So that was kind of fun. Um, Derek White, um, I don't know if you listen to the show or not, but what's up? Um, had a r- lot of fun shooting with you. Uh, please get with me, and we will figure out your gun issues. He was shooting a MPA, uh, BA comp production rifle in six Creedmoor. Right to to 45 south and two miles. Got it. Um, he was shooting a six mil in uh, six mil Creedmoor in a, a production MPA gun. So another MPA shooter out there. Um, but he was using his phone with a ballistic app on it. And he plugged a bunch of the info in. But, like, I asked him, you know, what's your speed? And he told me his speed's dead on. And he put it into the thing. And I was like, have you, you know, trued your gun out at distance? And he's like, what's that? And I was like, well, what's your BC on... I do have a confession to make. In your app. I still need to do that. And he was like, what's a BC? So we're going to, I'm going to link up with him and I'm going to get, help him get squared away. Um, Cause he would, he'd be high in some spots and then low in other spots. So I think um, he needs to do his custom form factor and Ford off and, and get everything lined up properly for, his ballistic app and his gun. And I think he'll be off to the races because everything was like, he was great on wind most of the day. Um, it was just like, he was a little higher, a little low, uh, on some stuff. And we had some, we had some small vertical targets today. So, um, mm-hmm. that definitely hurt him, but we'll get, we're going to get him squared away. And you said your confession is that you haven't trued out your gun? Well, I'm using my BC from my old barrel. And so it doesn't hurt to... I need to go back out and true up my BC to the new to, to the current barrel. Yeah, so, you knucklehead. Yep, I know. What are you so, doing? You, that could have gotten you like four more impacts. Well, like it's been pretty pretty dang on, so... Well, I mean, it was a Showalter barrel, so yeah. you know it. You know it hammered. Yeah, it hammered. Um, you got to, well, this was like a 100-round day, so you've got, what, a 1,000 more rounds left on this barrel? Probably. 
Yeah. Probably so. Um, so let's talk about your goal. Your goal going into this was 50% of the field, yeah? Yep, 50% of the field. Which I didn't quite make. Well, 50% of, um, you know, in the top 50 shooters, which I made, or top 50% of the shooters, I made 42nd out of 71. 71. So I made it to like 53, 54% somewhere in there. Which oh. still isn't bad. No, it's not. It. Um, I can hear the disappointment in your voice. Yeah, I, I wish I could have had a couple stages back. I do. I mean, um, we're both there. Yeah. And, um, you know, if even if it was just that tire stage, I think I could have potentially at least got that 50. But, uh, I mean, I got 65% of the, uh, of the winners. Winner so, score. you know, comparing that to Alabama Precision... I think I shot better at Alabama Precision. Okay. Um, you know, where I got uh, – because I had 70. I got like right. 70.93 versus the 65. Okay. So – but on the same side, like, it's my first year. First qualifier match. Had it's, your fun. it's your first two yep. one-day matches of the year. Yep. Uh, and you're shooting 65 and 70s in open? Like – that's pretty freaking good. Yeah. And and like I said, you know, what got me in the sport is the camaraderie and the fun. And so anytime it becomes not fun, then... Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why? why? So looking back, even though I may not have quite got what I wanted, we still had a blast. Um, still got to watch Super... I'm just going to call him Superman. My gosh. Greg shot all those stages with us. Dude, and he Greg, dropped one shot. I was saving that for later, but yeah, Greg oh Holloway. Gosh. What the heck, dude? So it's it kind of goes where it goes where it's at. Or it goes without saying. Like if you are the match director and you are putting on the match, you should you should not be counting your score for points, right? Thank like, goodness. <laughs> you built yeah, you built the course of fire, it's your range, you know how everything works, like you obviously have a home field advantage. Um, for PRS points, right? So um, I know other match directors that shoot their match, keep their score, but then delete themselves out of the iPad before they submit. Just because they want to go out there, shoot with their friends, it's good practice, it's good internal rivalry um, and shit-talking, right? Um, bunch of people do it. So Greg did it today. Greg shot his six-dasher in a MPA Matrix Pro with a Defiance Action and Tangent Theta on top, all spun up, all fancy, all weighted out, and shot a 87 out of 88. And the target he missed was a groundhog at 350 yards. Was the only shot he missed today. And... I, like his first like three stages were clean. I was like, "Oh, you're freaking clean right now. That's pretty awesome." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Guns on fire," and I was like, "Well, keep burning it down." And sure enough, like every stage we went to, and we he, figured it out. He tried something completely new off the rocks. He'd never shot bipod and bag off of those rocks. He's like, "My score doesn't count today, anyways. I'm just gonna try it." So he threw his bag on there. And, like, that first position was, like, struggle bus. He probably took him 30 seconds to get that first 
that first thing like oh he ended in the 89.93 oh with his time yeah yeah he was who he pinched it in there so like once he started running that bowl he was good he moved that second position to flat rock and it was awesome and then he went to the the third flat rock and 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 got that last one right at the buzzer but good job greg like do that at another match um, that I'm not competing in. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but, yeah, uh, MPA shooter today got an 84. Jeff Geary got an 84. Came in second based on the shoot-off. And then Joey got third off the shoot-off. Um, and then Michael Richards got fourth. Um, yeah, so we talked about the things that you, you wanted to get back or how you did or whatever, but – um did you have fun oh yeah had like a blast. how was how was the range how was the facility how were like the the props obviously the food was banging like, yeah i mean it definitely the props were really nice everything was really stable everything was very well put together um the targets were well placed um you know it, it definitely did not have a thrown together vibe at all okay like it was very well designed very well organized um like that guy that runs those kyl matches in florida that's just know, thrown right? together so terrible i know <laughs> he hasn't even had one in like a month that's all right he's got till may yeah he does have till May. <laughs> you leave me alone <laughs> so but but it was really good the facilities were nice the food was oh my gosh we've already talked about that but it's worth a second yeah mentioning and, uh, Thank you to whoever. You know, I know Greg was like in between his stages going in helping cook that food, but whoever was the main driver between cooking that food, thank you because so that was amazing. One thing I do want to say about this is how many rifles were lended out? I'm one, thinking three at least on our squad, wasn't it? One, two, three. I know there was three in our squad. And they, yeah. were, and they were all Greg's. And I don't know. I just I have to say, shout out to Gunline for having that type of match to where you're bringing in new shooters, you know, and letting them use your gear, your guns, you know, your loads to run a match. Like, that's huge Yep. to me. And, and, and you know, that's the whole reason I'm in the sport in the first place is, you know, people letting me use their equipment um, and – Shit, so, you still have one of my bipods. <laughs> yeah, I still have one of your bipods. So, um, but but yeah, that that that's kind of spoke highly to me, um, you know, for that particular match. Okay. You know? Um, what about like match flow? I mean, I know we were going a little slow. We had a lot of new shooters on yeah, our squad. We did. Um, and only, well, Greg was helping out a little bit, but he was stepping off to go do match director things. So it was kind of me and you running everybody. Um, yeah. Which isn't a terrible thing, but like me and you coordinated a lot to to make sure that yeah we weren't shooting it back takes, to back. It, but it, like it adds to the stress, you know, because you don't have you don't have that debrief time. Yeah, like when you shoot, you need to go relieve the other guy so he can shoot, or maybe both are relieved. You still got to finish what you're doing. Yeah, and and move on. So you know, when we were on our way up here, I had the goal of um, you know debriefing. Writing right. stuff down, and I did make notes on a couple of stages, um, but you know, I, I did not get to make note on all the stages like I wanted. 
Okay. Uh, you know, just simply because you know you and I were were heading up on yeah you know, keeping things rolling. So, but because um, we did get a little bit behind, we yeah, had we, we had some slower shooters. We had a couple gun malfunctions. Yeah, we did. Um, one round got um, jammed. Jammed. It was a light primer strike. Light primer strike, and it went into the barrel, so we had to pop that out. Um, another gentleman um, let his son borrow his rifle, and he borrowed another rifle, and he used his tried to put his normal rounds. His six BR and a dasher. Wasn't no, it? it was his uh, six BR and a GT, because he was trying to shoot his rifle with Greg's loads. Ooh, that jumped at the lands right there. Yeah, you. so it was. <laughs> It was quite a conundrum there for a little bit, but we got it. We got it yeah. figured out. Um, everything was safe. Nobody the guy got hurt. Had a mag issue. Another dude had a mag issue. Yep. yep, he was running a a plastic mag on one of, on Greg's gun, and somebody had a backup mag, so that was good. Um, add him to the rescue. But what um, what did you think of the like the layout, like? As far as range layout, like it was, it was nice that it was because there's was, like crossing, there's crossing fields of fire. So like when we were overshooting the tire, you could see one of the triangles um, yeah, that we were shooting, yeah, and you could sense. see the mover going. What did like? Did you find that distracting at all? Like sh- having As a spotter, sh- yeah, sh- having to shoot over other other lanes of fire or like when I don't we're think it really distracted me as a shooter okay but i will say like and i'm gonna be real like i'm i'm still kind of timid and shy and calling shots in a glass yeah like, i cause, see that because i screwed up for you on one of those stages because in my brain i got on the wrong yeah. set of targets it's right i was spot so, my own shots it was fine yeah and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but you know i'm still kind of i'm still kind of blind as we can yeah. <laughs> and so I, I worry about missing those impacts and you know we really didn't i really didn't have an option kind of had to hop in at yeah. some point and so um i will say like watching other people's impacts like you'll see the other targets around getting the impacts and it's you know especially if you got add any movements eye candy and yep. so um well it's like when we were spotting uh, the animal one like you're like you go to look at the coyote and then one of the ipsic flashers goes off and yep. you're like ooh a piece of candy yeah exactly um so yeah i snacky like snacky poo yeah snacky poo man <laughs> Um, I think it's just something that you can learn to kind of tune out over time with oh, with, yeah. with yeah. ROing. Um, so, so I pulled you away from the Altus match to come shoot this one. Right. Do you think it was a worthwhile deviation? Well, apparently you're supposed to have a really good qualifier. So, me going ahead and coming here... I didn't shoot as good as I wanted to, mm-hmm. right? But I'm not leaving stressed out about it okay. because two weeks is the qualifier I was going to shoot as my qualifier. Okay. So I've got that match to try to to, to make up for to this pick, match. And, and I don't want to say make up for this match because, I mean, I didn't do, like... Terrible. No. Um but it could be better. So, yeah. Um, I, and, and so the way I'd worked it out is I was going to have minimum matches um, prior to the regional finale. So I'm kind of 
I'm disappointed that I'm missing Altus because Altus is my home range. That is, I love that place. It's where I feel. I, a, I feel the same way. It's you know, they might not be part of the PRS, but that's where I learned the game. Yep, hundred percent. So, um, you know, still love Altus, and so I, I don't want to to leave Altus to go everywhere else. Deer out. Oh really? Yeah, that was a nice one. Squirrel. Yep, absolutely. But um, on the same side, I'm happy that I'm going to have four matches prior to the regional finale versus three. Yeah. So whichever one was the weakest, maybe this one. I don't know. Fingers yeah. crossed. Um, You know, whichever's weakest isn't going to count. It'll just be my three top scores. Yep. So... That, and now you can say you've shot Gunline. Yeah, yeah. And and I I enjoyed Gunline. Yeah. I really did. I enjoyed it. I, th- I think I enjoyed just the, the atmosphere that it brought, too. Yeah. Of course, and the atmosphere was great at Alabama last weekend, or the last match, too. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, I went out there only knowing one guy. Yeah. So And, and that's, that's always tough. Like, you go to a new place, and you don't know anybody there. That was kind of tough, but... Um, course i squatted up with buddy and quit quickly got to know all the guys that was around me so yeah. and they were a great warm welcoming group of guys in this place you knew a lot more people than that because like one of the guys you shot yeah. with at the at the grind and yep. josh spear we stayed at his house and mm-hmm. he was behind you in a squad yep. at the grind and yep. so. so um and i think he just became friends because my wife had cookies I mean, at the grind. And, have you uh, seen, she was, have you she was seen Josh? Lady. He likes he yeah. likes cookies. Yeah. And I really do appreciate the first thing we got there. He offered me milk and cookies. I appreciate that, Josh. Yeah, exactly. That, that spoke um, to my heart. Yeah, cookies are good. quickest way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Absolutely. Um, so, didn't quite meet your goal of fifty percent, but did really really well. Um, you're probably going to be a little bit, maybe a little bit higher than 65 because you got to think there's a couple of um, shooters that are above you that aren't in the open division. Yeah. So that, I don't know if that might change things or not. I, I, I don't know. I think that's I'd what to, happened in uh, Alabama. I'd have to do the math. I did see it, it didn't perfectly line up with that, and I think it was because of that reason. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll, we can check that out. But um, you say a wor- you figure a worthwhile a worthwhile trip? Oh, most definitely. Uh, okay. Um, now, so this is something that I am struggling with. I'm not saying I could have gone to Altus and won the match. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but Altus has their own little outlaw series. Um, I've come in like runner up to prom queen. Or, or like, court gesture or, like, royalty court. I don't even know what it's called anymore. Um, like, three years in a row. So, like, the first year, like, I fully shot it. I was in fifth. Last year, I think I was fourth. So, like, I'm really... I really want to, like, get top top three yeah in a match and for like the finale um i think i'm in a spot where i can do it now 
But, like, missing the first match definitely doesn't freaking help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I was super, super excited about February, too. Yeah. I hated that that got canceled. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. I was, it bummed me out. I was I was chomping at the bits for... I still have that ammo loaded. Yep. Like, the next match in April, that's going to be my that's gonna be my ammo for that match. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot the, uh, the GT. Now that we just picked up this 800 rounds of dasher brass mm-hmm. um i might shoot the dasher at, i think you should at the uh at one of the one days um, I, th- I think you need to join the dark side um but i'm only running a strike i'm not running a gen 3 so it's like two screws man just i don't want to swap things around because i'm a lazy <laughs> <laughs> um no so i don't know so like if i would have read closer or um i'm gonna go back and look at my notebook because i wrote down all of so it's not like i'm like picking and choosing what matches to go to um to like get the best qualifier but i am looking at who's going to the match to see yeah if i like like knowing your competition like Mm. you only like yes i'm shooting here to shoot the best i can but like, if freaking Doug Cohen shows up to a match, like, I know that I'm not winning production. Like, it's, it is what it is. But Keith showed up. I saw Keith's name, but he doesn't have, like, I didn't see him registered as production. Or he registered after I did, or after I did my little lookup or whatever. So, when I, when I saw the leaderboard today and saw that Keith won, that's when I realized he was shooting one of the new production MPA rifles, and I was like, Damn. son of a gun. Now. Well, uh, final thoughts. Had a great time. Um, didn't quite do as well as I was wanted to, but on the same side, it's I'm not leaving bummed. Okay. Uh, you know, because once again, and, and so maybe something for the shooters who maybe listen to it, um, you know, you gotta have fun. Like at the end of the day, yeah, I get it. Like you want to make, you you want to if if you're shooting regionals, you want to make the finale. You want to do great. You want to get on the leaderboard and all that stuff. Like I get the competition and 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 the seriousness of it. But but if a sport kind of gets to the point where it's not fun anymore, then it's just like I don't know. Yeah, if it becomes work, you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah, and so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm leaving happy where I'm at and ready for two weeks. And so, uh, you know, I picked up, you know, the stages, uh, some of the ideas from the stages on what I'm going to improve on. Probably going to go home, do some dry fire training over the next couple days, um, try to do some improvement, and go from there. Yeah. Okay. That's the game plan. Sweet. Awesome, man. Well, once again, appreciate you coming on. Um I know you don't really have a choice because I locked you in the car. You did. And uh, hopping out is just not an option. Yeah, hopping out is not an option. So um, appreciate you at least coming on and, and chit chatting with me. Um, are you on the on the Instagrams if people wanted to go check out some of your some of your sweet pictures? I am pretty old fashioned and have a Facebook. That's about it. Okay, just I am not a tweeter who tweets. And um, my grams are not instant. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. And I don't, I don't TikTok. 
Yeah, China, whatever, China, whatever. China will get all your info. Um, okay. Well, you can just find me and then look through all my friends. Adam's on there. Um, yep. And uh, we're going to have to get your your wife out to one of these matches and she can she can shoot shit she can shoot my br i don't care uh or my my dasher i don't care um get her out to one of these club matches that they have and uh and see how she likes the format but thanks for joining us guys once again you can follow us at, at another gd podcast all one word on the instagrams my personal Instagram is at hot GD rod, all one word. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guide to Marco. Oh, you know, that's right. Hot rod. That is correct. Or you can email me at guide.demarco.84 at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thanks. Later. <laughs>